I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Episode number 11, the Heart and Hustle podcast. Welcome in. It is nearly 10 o'clock East Coast time as I am recording this. Nick Grunowitz here. If this is your first listen to the podcast, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for joining us on the playoff push as the Orlando Magic uh, get a win tonight. I'm recording this right after the Orlando Magic's big win over the Pelicans, 119-96. They dominate the Pelicans. Alfred Payton's triple-double streak. Uh, well, there, there it goes. As, as quickly as it came, uh, it went. Peyton finishes with seven points, uh, three rebounds, two assists. Uh, so close. Uh, but uh, what I'm going to do is a little bit of something that I used to at ESPN 580 after some of the games, and that would be just kind of my Knicks five takeaways from some of these games as we go through the playoff push. Now, part of this just coincides that uh, I'm 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 available to to record this type of thing. I'm I, I have time uh, to do this, so I I kind of just wanted to get in and get some thoughts out as uh, the game came to an end. I watched the whole thing on Fox Sports Florida. David Steele and Jeff Turner, by the way, do such a fantastic job. Uh, those guys really killed it tonight. So uh, if you're listening, guys, and I'm sure you are, uh, JT and uh, David, uh, great job once again uh, tonight. But uh, what I what I want to do is just go through my five takeaways from tonight's game uh, and, and a couple of other things just to fill out some numbers on this thing uh, that we saw tonight. And the idea for this, of course, is for it to – we're recording this Wednesday night after the game. You're supposed to listen to it, I guess, Thursday morning, Friday, something like that, kind of a quick reaction type of thing. I'm not telling you how to consume the podcast. I'm just – these are mere suggestions. That's all. Like they tell a chef, never tell someone how to eat their food. I'm just – suggesting it to you, I I guess, is what I'm doing. By the way, uh, if you have not listened to the podcast before, I'm Nick Grunowitz. You can hear me on ESPN 580 Orlando weekdays with Scott and S, 4 to 6 p.m., and also on Live Local and Loud, 6 to 8 p.m., Monday through Friday. You can follow me on Twitter, at ESPN 580 Nick. Normally, Scott or my buddy Chris Crawford, who is our uh, third man here on the three-man weave on the Heart and Hustle podcast, would join me. Those guys are tied up. Uh, so I'm just going to – I'm gonna we're going to go ISO. We're going to go ISO. Nick Grenowitz here. We're going to bang some of this stuff out. If you guys have questions after the games, feel free. Tweet me. At uh, ESPN580Nick uh, is where you can get me. That is at ESPN580Nick. In fact, I'm going to post something on Twitter right now. We'll see by the time I'm done with this if I get any questions. Uh, so I'm, we're going to edit the long pause out here, but uh, I'm going to get that in. Hold on just a moment. All right, we're back here. So you can tweet me after the games at ESPN 580 Nick, and what I do one of these, I will address uh, those questions. Uh, Magic get 22 from Evan Fournier, 20 from Aaron Gordon, 15 and 17 from Nick Vucevic, and Terrence Ross uh, comes out of the cold uh, and and looked pretty good tonight. 19 points for him on 5 of 10 
from three. The Magic shoot 45%. All right, let's get to my five takeaways here. This is not meant to be a very long podcast. I'm hoping to go somewhere around 15 minutes or so, just a segment or something like that. But uh, my first takeaway from this win over the Pelicans, uh, a quick start. Like, how long have we been watching the Magic and the team has kind of come out lackadaisical or they have come out with very little energy and we've talked about kind of guys not being focused, not being into it. Uh, The Magic started this game on a 12-2 run. They led by 14 points after one. They led by, what, 22 at the half, 68-46, 68 first half points, too, uh, for Orlando. And this comes after the game against Atlanta when the Magic, sure, they didn't hold that lead the entire game, but they started off on a 13-4 run led by 10 at the half, uh, for a team and an organization. And don't forget that this team still has the same young core. They still have the same guys with Nick Vucevic and Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon. Uh, Those three guys really are the guys that this team is built around. For them to come to a game with a workmanlike attitude like this, even over the last two and I get that the opponents have not been that good. I get that it's a 31-43 and 43 New Orleans team that Anthony Davis isn't playing. I get that it is a tanking Atlanta Hawks team, though Atlanta has been better since the All-Star break. Uh, for these guys to come to work the last two games and TCB, take care of business. For them to take care of business and put a team on its back to start and build a lead, it gives them a little bit of time in case that bench misfires. You know, if if you're leading by 10 or 15 points after one and Terrence Ross comes in and he doesn't quite have it, you know, he's flipping the lighter, hoping for the human torch to to ignite and it's not happening, you've got time to get those starters back in there. By the way, tonight, everyone in the starting lineup for the Magic, a positive plus minus. Vooch plus 27, DJ Augustine plus 25. He ate Alfred Payton's lunch today, by the way. twenty-two uh, Plus 22 for Evan Fournier, plus 32 for Aaron Gordon because he had 27 and 6 with a block and two steals. And Augustine was, uh, I'm sorry, Jonathan Isaac was plus 18. So your entire starting lineup took care of business all night long, and your bench came in and did what a bench is supposed to do, namely. I mean, Terrence Ross is going to be a sixth man of the year candidate for a reason, but they just kind of held serve, which is what you need. But I was impressed tonight how the Magic came out after watching Brooklyn come back from a historic comeback with the 24 points something like that D'Angelo Russell had 44 last night and Steve Clifford actually talked about that with his team during shoot around that when a game isn't going your way you can quickly turn things around and get back into it but I think this magic team realizes right now every game matters and you know as I am taping this the Miami Heat were up at the half of course Miami's going to screw around in, in San Antonio and win a game the Heat are up 62-47 at the half Goran Dragic has 20 after the first two quarters uh, sure, Miami. Just fine. Um, the Miami Heat that have you know they've been injured all season. They're two games under five hundred. I I think that the Magic are actually they're they're. I, I digress here for a moment, but I they're chasing Miami. But it could be they end up they end up catching Brooklyn. We'll have to see. That Brooklyn schedule is just ridiculous. But back to my five takeaways. The quick start is number one. Nick Vucevic had 11 rebounds in the first quarter, one off the Magic franchise record held by Dwight Howard for rebounds in a quarter. These guys are coming out with energy and intensity and some pride, something that we have not seen over the last six-plus seasons. And I credit the development of this team. I credit the focus. But this is also a Steve Clifford thing. I credit Steve Clifford for getting these guys ready for games. So that is my first takeaway. Second takeaway 
How about the defensive performance from Orlando, not just against the Pelicans, but throughout this what last six-game stretch or so, and they're not undefeated during that that stretch. This was their third straight win, but the Magic had 10 blocks tonight against New Orleans. Can I repeat that? They had 10 blocks tonight. Jonathan Isaac had four. I said on the last podcast, he's the Freddy Krueger of basketball. I believe Andy Jordan on Twitter chimed in and said there's a missed opportunity there. There was. He's a nightmare for teams. There, I found it. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is a nightmare for other teams. He is the Freddy Krueger of basketball. Four blocks, 10 blocks as a team, three for Nick Vucevic. Uh, Steve Clifford keeps track of deflections. I guarantee you the Magic hit the mark tonight. Uh, The Magic, how many turnovers did they force? 13 here. I would have expected more, but in a blowout game, uh, you know, listen, uh, some of these numbers are not going to be what they should because there's a lack of intensity as the game kind of gets away. And Orlando was leading by 30 after three. This thing was over long before the fourth quarter, and the 119-96 finish uh, is not indicative of what a behind beating this was. But you get 10 blocks tonight, four for Jonathan Isaac, and you go back to the game against Atlanta. The Magic forced 18 turnovers, and... How many steals did they have in that game? They had quite a few steals in that game. Uh, But through the last six games, opponents have not scored more than 106 points. Yes, I I understand that you're not undefeated during that stretch. The Magic offense has struggled. But you go back to the game against... uh, We'll go to the game the Magic lost, the game against the Cavaliers. All right? So we'll go to the game against the Cavaliers. In that stretch, Orlando was 4-4. and It has not been the defense. I'm sorry. No, uh, we'll go to the game against the Mavericks. Sorry, because there's a 114 they gave up against the Sixers. Let me massage my numbers here real quick. Here we go. So against the Mavericks, you allow 106 points. The Grizzlies scored 105. Uh, The Magic lost that game. The Wizards, in an awful offensive game for the Magic, scored 100 points. You couldn't score 100. You don't deserve to win in the NBA. And in the last three games, Cavs, Hawks, Pelicans, 91, 91, and 96. This team has turned into a very solid defensive team after we watched a sieve of a defense over the last six years or so. So that was impressive tonight as well, that you come in playing a a New Orleans team that, you know, they like to play with pace. They like to get up and down, and the Magic defense really mucked things up tonight. The 10 blocks really help uh, the energy of some of the bench guys, and we're going to get to that here. But defensively, through the last eight games, really, has not the defense has not been the problem. Uh, there have been games where they have just missed shots. But Orlando, they've won their third straight here. They get the Grizzlies on Friday night. You have a chance to win four in a row before the Sixers come into town, and you're a game out of that eight spot where Miami is. Now, if Miami wins tonight, you're back to a game and a half back, and this is why you need to beat Cleveland more than just once. You need to beat the Knicks. You need to beat the Bulls and not lose to teams that you're not supposed to lose to. But... Uh, we will, uh, you know, we'll talk about that, of course, as we get closer and closer. But 10 games to go. Uh, this Magic team, by the way, if they beat Memphis on Friday, you've improved by 10 games over last season. If they beat Memphis on Friday, you have matched the most wins that you have had in the post-Dwight Howard era, which was 35 with the Scott, with Scott Skiles that season. This has been a heck of a year already, playoffs or not. But... The expectation should be for this team to make the playoffs because of how easy the schedule is. So my second takeaway is the defense, how that defense played tonight. And once I I just can't get over how well Jonathan Isaac is playing. And, and a lot of it doesn't show up on the box score. I get it. Uh, I, I understand people will see, oh, eight points, ten rebounds, four assists. Look at the four blocks. Uh, the guy 
what he does with his presence, he he stops teams from even trying. You know, it's kind of like in the NFL when a shutdown corner, your Darrell Revises, your Richard Shermans, those types of guys, what do you, you get a reputation. So if you're good early in your career, your job actually gets easier because quarterbacks stop throwing your way. When Jonathan Isaac is on the floor, his job is easier just because he's Jonathan Isaac. Because he's freakishly long, because he has that wingspan, things are easier for him because teams dump it down to him and the guy doesn't even try to go to the rim. I, I, can't get, I can't get it over this guy. He passes out of it. His presence on the floor, he takes up, I don't know, 25% of the floor, 30% of the floor just by being out there. Jonathan Isaac, his growth, his development after playing only 28 games last year has really impressed me and his stock is really rising. So that's my second takeaway. Uh, number three, Evan Fournier. Um Listen, it has been an up-and-down season for Evan Fournier uh, in terms of kind of a Jekyll and Hyde year. Uh, But we were talking about this today on ESPN 580, Chris Crawford and I, that Nick Vucevic and Terrence Ross have been the one-two punch for Orlando this season. Whether they win or lose and whether or not they make the playoffs is about that number three guy. Will the third banana show up? Sometimes it's Aaron Gordon. Tonight it was kind of AG, 20 points, seven rebounds, six assists. But really, the guy that everyone should notice is the game that Evan Fournier had. 22 points, 16 of them in the first half. The name of the game for Evan Fournier is efficiency. 9 for 13 from the floor, 3 of 5 from 3, gives you 5 rebounds, 3 assists. For Evan Fournier, it's about efficiency. Can he be that guy that gives you 15, 16, 17 points somewhere around there? on a limited number of shots. I you, you cannot score 15 points on 15 shots. There's just not enough shots to go around. So Evan Fournier has to be efficient. He has to be that third, fourth banana for Orlando that gives you scoring, doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't make dumb mistakes, and helps them get to victories. And this year, the most consistent guys, and I know Terrence Ross recently has been up and down, but still you can't argue with what Terrence Ross has done. The most consistent guys have been Nick Vucevic, They've been Terrence Ross. It's been after that. After those guys, is Aaron Gordon going to give you something? Is Evan Fournier going to give you something? Uh, Tonight, both those guys did, but the efficiency of Evan Fournier to go along with the way Nick Vucevic played, the best thing about tonight, too, you only had to play your starters like 20-some minutes. Those guys got a rest here. While they've also gotten some rest with some days off, but... Uh, Evan Fournier was was efficient tonight. I really liked the way he played. 16 of his 22 points came in the first half because that game got out of hand and you got him out. He's, he gave you 22 points in 28 minutes. Uh, Steve Clifford will take that every single night and twice on Sunday. I really like the way that Evan Fournier uh, looked this evening. Uh, so we'll get to my number four or my number five um, contractually. We're going to take a break. Coming up, uh, we'll get into uh, the supporting cast. We'll get into my number four, and we'll get into my number five as well after this Pelicans uh, win for the Orlando Magic. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Okay, let's get right back into it here. Uh, my number four takeaway from Orlando's win over the New Orleans, Pel- New Orleans Pelicans, 119-96 uh, Wednesday night. Magic within a game of the eight seed. That's not the takeaway. It is the supporting cast for Orlando. This supporting cast seems to be gelling. Uh, Orlando's not going to have the best bench in the NBA. That's just that's not going to happen because the guys that they're bringing off the bench, you're basically asking them, as I said earlier, to just hold serve. Hey, listen... We got we to gotta sit. Nick, Nick Vucevic can't play 48 minutes. Aaron Gordon can't. Neither can DJ Augustine, especially, or Jonathan Isaac or Evan Fournier. The five guys that we start can't play all 48 minutes. So when you guys are out there, minus Terrence Ross, just don't get blown out. Just hold serve for us. And these guys seem to be gelling together. What, what, really, what really jumps out to me, and I, I've spoken with Jeff Weltman, the Orlando Magic president of basketball operations, many, many times. Uh, and... How many times have we heard Jeff Weltman talk about character and say it's not just about the player, it's about the person? And I thought that there was a sequence uh, in the first quarter. Terrence Ross had a six-point possession. So he shot a three, got fouled, went to the free throw line, missed the free throw, but Kem Birch got the offensive rebound, showed some energy, got the offensive rebound, immediately hit Terrence Ross on the left wing. He buries a three. And if you watch Ross, he celebrates. But what I love is as it goes down, Kem Birch nearly knocks over one of his own teammates celebrating. Like Kem Birch, who turned down more money to play in Greece in order to come play for the Magic because he wanted to play in the NBA. And I saw him in Lakeland last year, and I'm a little biased here because I like Kem Birch a lot. Kem Birch was so happy to see Terrence Ross hit that shot. His energy, his effort, and then his celebration for his teammate, it was just awesome to watch. Same thing for Wes Iwandu. Like, Wes Iwandu plays with the pass, knows he's out there for defense. He gives you four points, three steals. Wes Iwandu played well tonight, not as well as we've seen him play the last couple of games. He was two of six from the field. But Wes Iwandu seems to be gelling and fitting into uh, his his role as a bench guy on this team. I just really like the way that these guys, you know, as I said, Jeff Weltman talks about character. They found some of the right guys to fill out a bench. Talent-wise, are they inconsistent? Sure. Could you use maybe one more scorer? Absolutely you could. Would I love it if they went out and signed Carmelo Anthony? Just point scoring Melo? Yeah. Do I think that it would be a real problem for the bench? Absolutely, because that guy's a locker room cancer. But... I love when a guy hits a shot and the dude that got the assist celebrates more than the guy that made the basket. And I thought that was a good look for Kem Birch. It was a good look for Jeff Weltman and John Hammond because changing the culture here in Orlando has been such a big thing. Getting the the Rob Hennigan stench out of that place has been so big. The losing over the last six, seven seasons. And these guys are starting to play with a little bit of confidence. They're starting to play with a little bit of pride. And that pride comes from... Guys like Kem Birch, guys like Wes Iwanda, who when they're on the floor, they are competing like it is their last minute playing in the NBA. So I thought that was awesome. That supporting cast starting to gel. You didn't get a ton of your bench, a ton out of your bench tonight, minus Terrence Ross. What Kem Birch gave you seven. Wes Iwandu gave you four. Uh Emil Jefferson came on, played five minutes, scored two points. I'm hoping to see him Friday in Lakeland, honestly. But uh, I think that this bench is really starting to kind of round out and play, play together. And, and understand their role. Which brings me to number five here. Uh, my fifth takeaway from the Magic's win over the Pelicans on Wednesday night. Uh, we'll get you out of here. Um, it has to be Michael Carter-Williams. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams 
see, I it's only two games. It's a small sample size. He was a plus eight tonight in the plus minus category. Uh, coming off the bench at point guard, 18 minutes, four points, five rebounds, two assists, one block. He did turn the ball over two times. But Michael Carter-Williams, I mentioned the bench and the supporting cast. You want to talk about a guy playing as if it is his last minute in the NBA, as if he is never going to get to play in the association again. This dude was out of the league, and it is underrated what bringing a guy like that in does for a team. I don't think that it is a a coincidence that Michael Carter-Williams was signed to this team and the Magic got off to good starts the last two games because this guy on your bench, you can see he's chomping at the bit to get in. When this guy gets out on the floor, he's playing with a purpose. He's playing with intensity. He's he, he's he's defending at a at a higher clip than any point guard that we've seen this season. Then again, I mean, like you you see Isaiah Briscoe. Isaiah Briscoe was guarding four different positions at some point in times this season. He put in a lot of effort. He's been better than Jerry and Grant. He's been better than even DJ Augustine, who is never going to be thought of as a good defensive point guard. But I think that Michael Carter-Williams, it, it is strange that the Magic, through the ups and downs of Jerry and Grant this season, through the ups and downs of Isaiah Briscoe, they could have brought Michael Carter-Williams in on a 10-day contract pretty much at any time after the trade deadline. Uh, they waited until now. They pulled the trigger. Uh, this guy has been sitting out there for anybody to sign, and I think that it has been a very, very good addition for the Magic just because this team has not had a solid defensive point guard in quite some time. I don't think that it is a mystery that tonight Alfred Payton came in seven points, three rebounds, two assists. He had had five straight double-doubles. That streak comes to an end. Part of that is Michael Carter-Williams, the fact that MCW, when he locked up Alfred Payton, he played hard, he played with some tenacity, and that defensive intensity is contagious. I, you, you, you saw that with Terrence Ross when he was out there. You saw that with Jonathan Isaac. Did I mention the four blocks? When he was out there, when one guy is out there and he didn't smack the floor, but you get it smacking the floor, everybody does it. No one wants to be the guy that gives up the bucket on the possession. So I think the energy of Michael Carter Williams, even though he was added to the team a couple of days ago, he's only played in two games. I do think that that is helping energize this magic team. And really what you're seeing as well. And he told us this in our last podcast. If you want to go take a listen to it, when he interviewed on ESPN 580 with Scott Inez, he has fresh legs. This guy has not played in months since he was waived from the Chicago Bulls. So you see some of those fresh legs. He played 18 minutes, the third most minutes of anybody off the Magic bench. And he's got a little extra spark. He's got a little extra juice. And I think Michael Carter-Williams looked very good. To me, it's there's no doubt that he is going to sign a second 10-day contract. I think he sticks with this team if they make the playoffs and go, on a, and go into a, a playoff series. And by the way, just a bonus thought. How about a bonus takeaway here for you? Um... As I extend this thing further, I want to go like 15 minutes. I'm kind of at like the 22-minute mark here. I'm sorry. But how about this? And I'm I'm thinking way ahead here because the Magic are a game out of the eight seed. The news today that Nick Miritich is going to be out the rest of the regular season on the heels of the Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon injury make that eight seed very, very intriguing. That's all I'm going to say. That a, a Miami Heat, an Orlando Magic, a Charlotte Hornets, a team like that, you can get a wounded Milwaukee Bucks team still with Giannis. Still with Giannis. That team that I I will say, I mean, I would still favor Milwaukee. I would still think it's a five-game series. But a wounded Milwaukee team minus Brogdon, we saw how important he was against the Sixers when they lost to them, minus Nico Meritich, who they went out to get. 
for more shooting around Giannis. I'm just going to say, that is a very intriguing matchup for Miami, Orlando, Charlotte, whoever ends up in that number eight seed because Milwaukee will be like a, a, a wounded grizzly bear. Very, very dangerous at the front with Giannis. But on the back there, you might have an opportunity to do some damage. So that's the only that's a bonus thought for you here on this. Uh, but uh, the Magic taking a step in the right direction tonight. They beat the Pelicans. They win their third straight. A chance to go four in a row against Memphis. They have the easiest schedule of any, any of these teams the rest of the way. So if you take advantage, if you take advantage and go on a little bit of a run, good things probably will happen here because that Brooklyn schedule down the line is tough. And don't forget, the Magic get the Miami Heat. What, a couple of games, right? In a couple of games. Uh, they get the Miami Heat three games from now, next week on Tuesday. That will be the biggest game of the season to date. If the Magic take care of business against Memphis, and you'll have a chance on NBA TV Monday night to beat the Philadelphia 76ers as well. That team is kind of Jekyll and Hyde this time of year, too. But that's going to do it tonight here uh, on the Heart and Hustle podcast. Uh, thanks for endearing kind of... Uh, me tonight uh, as we recap the Magic's win over the New Orleans Pelicans. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at ESPN5. Nick is where you can get me. You can tweet your questions. We'll address them on these podcasts. I'll have Chris Crawford or someone else with me the next time we do this, I hope, if those guys are available. I'm the only one doing work here. Uh, you can listen to Scott Inez weekdays on ESPN 580. 4 to 6 p.m. ESPN afternoon to Scott Inez. You can catch me and Chris Crawford on Monday night with Nick and Company, live local allowed 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, weekdays as well. You can follow Scott Adanez says Chris Crawford at ESPN 580cc. Uh, we'll try to be back Friday night maybe. Uh, tape something, not sure, with the NCAA tournament uh, because I know we'll be watching that, knocking a few back. But, hey, you never know. Uh, but for now, the Magic winners, we'll see where we end up in this. You can subscribe and listen wherever you get podcasts, of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, the whole thing. Go ahead and do that as well. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you listening here on the Heart and Hustle Podcast. Gonna get you.